Hey, Mama. If you are a mom and are tired of the wash, rinse, repeat burnout cycle of motherhood, this podcast is for you. If you feel lonely and isolated in your motherhood journey, this podcast is for you. If you feel like you have completely lost your identity since your babies were born, this podcast is for you. If you feel like every other mom has it together except for you, this podcast is for you. My name is Amanda, and I'm a life coach dedicated to teaching every mom the tools she needs to liberate herself off the back burner. I am living proof that a woman can be present and loving to her kids while also being a whole ass person outside of being that kid's mom. The secret? Learning when to say fuck it. Hello. I have my LA Dodgers shirt on, and I'm sipping tea out of my sister mug says, I fucking miss you, bitch. <laughs> in honor of going out to California to see family in a couple of days. By the time you guys hear this episode, I will already be in California. I'm pre-recording it. Um, but today is Monday and we leave on Thursday for California. Um, so I've talked about how I'm from Wisconsin. I think I've mentioned how I'm originally from Southern California. I don't remember though. Um, so yeah, going home to visit family. And this is going to be such a nice long visit. It's We're going to be out there for 11 days, which is the longest California trip we've ever been able to manage. Um, I I found a pocket of time uh, in between dance things in August and um, we booked the flights. And then come to find out, I fucked up and we're going to be, we have to reschedule a solo and we're missing hip hop choreography. But I tried, I tried really hard. (laughs) It's so hard. Like fellow dance moms, can we just like acknowledge how hard it is to schedule between all of the things that have to happen with dance. And especially now that I have four girls in dance, all of my girls are in dance what the fuck am I doing? You guys, why am I doing this? <laughs> I think I need to go listen to my own episode about being a dance mom and why I love it <laughs> at this point. <laughs> and also start up that OnlyFans so I can fucking afford this. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, no, I love dance. I love our dance family. Um, the dance studio actually became like a second home for me, not just my kids. Um, because we moved out here to Wisconsin and I didn't know anybody. I had no family out here. Um, it was just my, at the time, husband's parents, um, and his extended family even doesn't live. They live in Wisconsin, but they live like an hour and a half away. So we only saw them like once a year. Um, so it was moving, moving cross country. Like that's a whole podcast shit. Maybe that's what we should be talking about this <laughs> for this one. That was so hard to do. Um, it's really hard to pick everything up and move and meet new people. And I, I had to learn how to meet new people because, 
I, in California, everybody that I was friends with, I had already known them, you know, like I knew them from school, whether it was elementary school or high school or college, like, you know, that's, that's how I met them. And then being an adult with two young children, Aon was three and Aria was one when we moved to Wisconsin. Um, it's like, how do I do this? You know, like, how do I meet people? Um, I met everybody through dance. And when I was going through some of the hardest years of my life, um, trying to help my husband at the time through his depression and taking on everything by myself and also um, like trying to cover for him and hide, you know, everything that was going on in the house, dance was a lifeline for me. That dance studio, that dance studio saved me. Um, and all the wonderful people that I've met through that dance studio and my kids love dance so much. I mean, if they were over it, like we wouldn't be doing it. I'm not that type of person. Um, they love dance, all four of them. And I'm really excited to see all four of them in competition. Um, I like seeing my older two just up there kicking ass and shining was everything. And now being able to see the younger two up there as well. Like it's, it's going to be great. Um, anyways, that was quite the introduction tangent, <laughs> but I'm here pre-recording this episode. And for this one, I, um, I wanted to talk about one of my main thoughts and philosophies about motherhood that I really feel sets me apart in the parenting community because every expert in the parenting sphere, they're all experts based on a certain like philosophy or modality that you have to, that they have figured out to like further perfect you as a parent or further uh, give you some more parenting tools. And my whole thing is that I don't need to give you a sleep schedule. I don't need to give you the answers as to whether or not to homeschool your kid or put them in public school or private school or how much screen time they should get. None of, for me, this is, this is me. None of that shit fucking matters. Absolutely none of it matters. And here's why I feel none of that matters. Because there are so many great people in this world. So many forward-thinking, progressive leaders, um, just beautiful souls. And they all grew up in very different ways. Which leads me to this truth that I hold on to and that I teach my clients and that I'm here to teach you today, that there is no one right way to raise a kid. There's actually very few ways to fuck it up. <laughs> There's precious few ways to actually be a shit mom. Um, and it, that's really just like 
neglect abuse. That's it. You know, if you are a hippie wildflower who, uh, you know, move that moves your kid around like 10 times before they're 18 because you just don't like sitting in the same spot or you're an artist. And so you just, you travel with your art and your kid changes schools and they're just along for the ride. There's nothing wrong with that. You are not a bad mom for choosing that life. If you stay in the exact same house from the moment your kid is born until the moment you die and every, like you just have consistency as the cornerstone of your life, you aren't doing it any better than the hippie mom who just wants to travel and see the country or the world. I don't give a shit if like what kind of sleeping regime you choose. I don't think any of that matters. All that matters is how you treat yourself. Are you being nice to yourself? Do you trust yourself? Do you have your own back when other people are trying to tell you that you're doing it wrong? That's what I care about because that's what actually matters, in my opinion. Every mom is already positioned to be the perfect mom for her kid. She does not need experts telling her what to do. She does not need anything other than a very strong sense of self to parent her child. I'm not saying that you're going to know what the fuck to do, okay? It's supposed to feel pretty helpless (laughs) most of the time. What I'm trying to say and what I'm offering to you is that you will figure it out. And whatever conclusion you draw is the right one because that's where you landed. That's where you, the parent, landed. That's the decision that you, the parent, made. Therefore, thereof, therein, it is the right one for your kid. Period. End of story. There will be people who look at you and the choice that you made and not get it at all. Or worse, draw their own conclusion that it is wrong and harmful and damaging and you're going to fuck up your kid and you're an asshole and just whatever. And that's fine. It's fine because those are just their thoughts. Their thoughts don't have to line up with your thoughts in order for what you're doing to be okay. No one has to agree with you in order for you to be a good mom. And I just feel like, not feel like, I know, I know this to be true. When you can get yourself to the point where you stop looking for all of the answers outside of yourself and you you are your own anchor 
and you can go in always when you're, when you're lost, when you're overwhelmed, when you're like, what the fuck am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. You can have those moments. That's fine. That's not a sign that anything's gone wrong. That's just a sign that you're a human having a human experience with other tiny humans having their own human experiences. It gets real messy. It gets real loud up here, up in the noggin. (laughs) That isn't a sign that anything's gone wrong. Feel those feelings. And then once you come down, if you are your own anchor, you can go in and be like, okay, what am I going to do about this? Let's make a choice. And then you just make a choice. And you don't have to pull the universe. You don't have to ask everybody their opinion and then get confused because you get 10 different opinions and now you don't know what the fuck to do. Like extra don't know what the fuck to do. Don't have to do any of that because you just trust yourself instead. This is what I teach my clients to do because motherhood is is really overwhelming, right? Like you just pop out this tiny human and hand it to you. And as long as you have the car seat in properly, they're like, peace, Godspeed. May the odds be ever in your favor. (laughs) You just have to figure it out. (laughs) This tiny human is relying on you for like life to keep them alive. (laughs) It's such a huge responsibility. That's the only responsibility that you have is to keep them alive. A lot of us have this misconception that it's like the the type of adult our children's become our children's. That's not English. The type of adult. Okay. I know how to speak words. We think that the type of adult that our kids eventually become is on us. That that future person, that future human with full autonomy and 100% free will is on us right now. It's not a helpful way of looking at motherhood. It just increases your anxiety so much. And that's such a huge responsibility, such a huge weight on your shoulders. And actually it's not your job. None of that is in, in your control. Okay. And here's how we know this, because there are people that, that I know, and then people in your life that, you know, I'm sure who had shit childhoods, absolute fucking train wreck childhoods that would have caused anybody else to like grow up, to be a completely useless sack of shit and an asshole on top of it. And they're like the best people ever. They're kind and compassionate and they devote their life's work usually to helping other people and bettering the world. That's not from their childhood. That is a choice that they made as a fully autonomous, free thinking person. They had a horrible experience as a kid, but then they grew up and they're like, all right, that sucked. And it was all out of my control. But from this point on, my life is in my control. And I want to choose to be a good human instead of a shitbag human like my parents. And we also know people who had perfectly fine childhoods, like nothing traumatic, nothing horrible, like it was fine, average, or even like they had such sweet parents, like just the sweetest parents. 
and they grow up to be fucking shitbags, just walking dumpster fires of a human being. And they blame their parents for it or just anybody else for their disgusting, useless existence. Because they had a childhood that was normal or perfectly fine or acceptable, however you want to put it. They had a childhood and then they chose to do something else. They chose to be a selfish narcissist or arrogant asshole or whatever, fill in the blank, right? And that's what it boils down to with both examples. Regardless of the status of the childhood, okay, for breaking it down as neutral as possible, the circumstance is they had a childhood. Now they are an adult and they made a choice about the type of person they're going to be. I am not advocating that you, you know, create a traumatic experience for your children. And if you're here, that's not even like in your bandwidth at all. It's not even like possible for you to do that because piece of shit human beings are never worried about how their um how their actions affect other people. They wouldn't be listening to this podcast trying to better themselves <laughs> because that's not in their sphere of existence. So if you're listening to this, I already know that you're not a piece of shit human being. You're not a flaming narcissist. You're not an arrogant asswipe because you're here and you probably are constantly worried about fucking up your kids. The people who fuck up their kids, they're not worried about fucking up their kids. They're worried about how their kids fucked up their lives. <laughs> it's that whole saying of like, narcissists never like worry about being looked at as a narcissist because like, just anyways, I'm going to start rambling. Wow. My phone is on do not disturb. That is not supposed to happen, which means it's my daughter texting me. I need to fix that when I'm recording. This recording is, this one's a real one. This one's real. Have fun with this one, you guys, because <laughs> I'm not editing it out. <laughs> so if we can take the pressure off of ourselves of the decisions I make now are going to determine the type of human being my child decides to be as an adult. Oh my God. It takes so much pressure off your shoulder. Like your shoulders will probably just literally like you'll feel the muscles release. That's not your job. It was never your job. Your job is to raise your kid and they get to decide at what kind of a person they want to be. And that's, that's really the terrifying part of motherhood, right? Is that you love this kid so fucking much and you want all of the good things for them. You don't ever want them to have to hurt or feel pain or be rejected or grow up to be an asshole. And yet none of those things are in your control. 
It's not your job to protect your kids from getting hurt. It's not your job to make sure they never feel pain. And if you somehow were able to manage that, you would actually be hurting them in the long run because we learn so much from pain. And it's all just a part of the human experience. There is no exit ramp from the human experience, guys, not even for our our little kiddos. It's always going to be 50 50. Your job is to teach them how to feel pain. Your job is to teach them how to work through being rejected and being hurt by decisions and actions of other people. That's what you're here for. And there's really no wrong way of doing that. It's just showing up as your authentic self. So that's why my work focuses on you as a person, because that's what your kids need. Your kids need you. Your kids don't need me. And my kids don't need you. Okay. You might be listening to this and you might be a big um, advocate of gentle parenting, which is great if that works for you and it works for your kid and it works for like your family and your household. That's fantastic. Does not fucking work for me. My kids are not gentle. I am not gentle. We're not gentle people. We're yelling people. (laughs) We are fuck off people. (laughs) I am the mom that will scream, stop fucking fighting, like verbatim. That's me. So gentle parenting, it just doesn't work for us. And that's fine. It's completely neutral. And I don't have to make a judgment about you, the gentle parent. And you don't have to make a judgment about me, the non-gentle parent. And we can just create this, this world, this society, this community of women who support each other, even though we're all different. And even though we go about this motherhood thing different, we don't have to make it mean anything about that person or about us. We can co-sleep while another mom does not do that. Everybody has their own room and their own bed and you better fucking stay in your own bed because you ain't coming in my bed. Both can be true. Isn't that cool? Like co-sleeping and everyone in their own bed can both be correct. They can both be right because they are. Co-sleeping is correct and right and feels really good for this family and it does not feel good for this family. And that's fine. That just means that we're all different and different things are going to work for different families, but it's all neutral guys. There is no right. There's very precious few ways to do it wrong. And again, if you're here listening to this, you're not abusing your kid. So do you. Stop pulling the universe to tell you what to do, to make it, to make you feel okay with your choice to co-sleep. You don't need anybody else to agree with you. The only one that needs to agree is you and your partner. If you're partnered, if you're not, you don't even need that. Just need you. And if you need help in figuring out 
how to have that confidence in yourself, how to become your own anchor in your life, schedule your consultation, honey. That's what I'm here for. Are you living your one wild life to the fullest? You're not? Why the fuck not? What are you waiting for? The time to live is now, mama. Do not wait until your youngest is in college. Let your dreams hire me for an hour so I can explain how I can help you achieve any goal in your life. You've put yourself off long enough. It's time to pour into you. The link to schedule your 60-minute complimentary consultation is in my show notes. Join the community of Fuck It Moms by following me on Instagram and Facebook at Fuck It Mothering. That's fuck without the U. So F-C-K it mothering. Make sure you subscribe to my channel so you never miss your weekly encouragement. And please rate, review, comment, and share. All of these things help with the algorithms so that way when other overwhelmed moms are looking for encouragement, they can find me. Every month, I give away one of my favorite books and a Starbucks card to a lucky winner. All you have to do to enter is write a review or tag me in social media when you share an episode. See you next Sunday, gorgeous.